Hello and welcome to the first round recap of Bills from Afar podcast with me, Tim Rudge, and my co-host Charlie. Charlie, how are you doing after the first round? Yeah, I'm good. I thought it was it was good fun. It was one of the more entertaining, exciting, good to follow drafts that I've watched, if I'm honest. Certainly first round. I mean, we were just talking before we started the show that some first rounds really seem to drag, especially if you're picking in the 20s or even the 30s. It can take an awful long time to get there. But actually, it was quite fast moving. Um, certainly didn't like finish as late as we perhaps feared. I think the Bills pack picked up what was about 3.30 or something like that, um, a.m. Yeah. UK time. Where, uh, I think we were all expecting it to be like quarter past four. Um, so that was definitely appreciated. But I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. And um, managed to get my nap sleep profile worked out. So uh, today hasn't been too arduous. So, yeah, overall, it was it was good fun. How did, did you enjoy it? Yeah, no, it was great, wasn't it? As you said, you know, we kind of expected this chaos and madness before because it was quite a polarising draft. There wasn't, you know, it's quite a weak class at the top, but there's still some useful players uh, in the first round to grab. And, you know, the top 10, I expected more activity in the top 10 just because there was a lot of rumours, you know, the Panthers, the Giants, the second pick, they were looking to trade out. Uh, but everyone kept, you know, status quo, the top 10 picks. Then all of a sudden, we'll get into that initially. It went, it was chaos during the team picks. Like, 11, 12, 13, they got all traded away. Um, teams went up. There was two AFC wide receivers, uh, pretty pro- prominent names that were traded um, during those picks. Like, what were your thoughts during the chaos of those picks and, like, where the Bills were? Like, how how did you feel? Um, I was expecting the Bills to trade down, to be honest. Uh, I thought that was where yeah. it was heading. Um, or, well, what I was obviously wondering, watching Andrew Booth or watching for Andrew Booth to see if, he could be the pick. And obviously, Stingley Gardner went relatively early picks, what, three and four? Three and four, yeah. And then it was a long time before McDuffie went at, at 21 to KC. And then, obviously, it was sort of, when when New England traded down, I thought, they don't want Andrew Booth because we know that they need a corner. Um, yeah. And he was probably, you know, of consensus boards, the highest ranked player left. Um and you know, trading down indicates well, we're not we're not going to take that guy, which basically meant well, probably there's medical problems, which then meant probably the Bills don't want him either. So then I thought, well, there's not an awful lot left that fits where the Bills want to go. Maybe they'll trade down. I, I didn't, I couldn't bring myself to believe they were going to reach for for Brees Hall, <laughs> and of course yeah. it proved that that was. A load, of, a load of bullshit. So, um, yeah, especially when they traded up because there's no way they were going to trade up for a running back when the Cowboys no, were no, there sitting exactly, pretty exactly. So, I, was kind of, and, I mean, I, yeah. I was pretty happy that they got a cornerback. We will get into uh, Elam in, in a little bit, but uh, you know, it's the, the, the biggest position of need that we have, and we instantaneously got better. And so, I felt pretty comfortable with that. I wasn't blown away by the pick, it wasn't like we went and you know managed to trade up to get Source Gardner or something, or yeah. um, you know, there's a while where Carl Hamilton was dropping and, and trade ups didn't seem to be too expensive. You think, oh, could we go and get Carl Hamilton? Um, that would obviously would have been a pretty barnstorming pick, but um, yeah, yeah I thought, overall, it's pretty pretty fun. I mean, I think some of the other things that happened, I mean, it was it was entertaining, wasn't it? I mean, New England then <laughs> reaching deep, deep into for Cole Strange, who I had a bottom of the third round uh, grade on, if I'm honest. Um, yeah. You know, good player, but probably not. Well, I mean, there's an awful lot of players um, that, that everybody had above him. And then we saw the coverage of the Rams laughing at <laughs> laughing at the pick yeah. and, you know, basically laughing at Belichick, which I just thought was hilarious. Um, and then you had Green Bay reaching for Quay Walker, which, you know, again, I yeah. like Quay Walker, but 
I thought there was there were better options. I mean, certainly Chad Moomer. I mean, why wouldn't you have gone for Chad Moomer? I don't know. Yeah. It, it, was, uh, it was, but but overall, actually, I thought most of the the picks were pretty much around yeah. consensus. You know, what, there was yeah, only really yeah. two teams that reached deep, and that was New England and Green Bay. Yeah, because no, you're absolutely right. Um, I looked, saw a tweet last night from Dane Brugler just wrapping up the the first round. He said that out of his um, players available, his best player available on his board is pick uh, 26th so that just goes to show that yeah. you know the, the top 25 guys were selected you know there was none of these you know there's medical um concerns about George Karloftis and Kenyon Green and they all went in the first round so as you say it was pretty much consensus but uh no it was a good night it's just chaos wasn't I mean, it? absolute chaos there's only three players that I had left on my board not necessarily targets for bills but but basically yeah. targets that I thought you know, could with reasonable first round targets. Obviously, Andre Booth Jr., Nicobe Dean, the linebacker, uh, Jaquan Brisker, the safety, uh, DeMarvin Neal, obviously, of course, have Malik Willis as well. So, what was that? Uh, five, yeah, five players uh, that I yeah. thought may have gone in the first. Um, I'm still surprised. Like when we were sitting there, you know, I was pretty much the same as you. Like I thought that we could potentially trade down just because only Kenny Pickett had gone at that point at pick 20. Yeah. Uh, you want that fifth year option. Um, you assume uh, if you're a franchise and you're still looking for a quarterback. So I thought 25, if Kenny Pickett's the only one off the board, then that's a prime position to um, go up and get Malik Willis or Desmond Ritter or whoever you fancy. But no, they're all still there. So I'll make it interesting for day two because those guys are going to go um, all on day two. The likes of Sam Howell as well and uh, Carson Strong might make it there as well. So that will help the Bills uh, in terms of who's available at uh, 57 and 89 so yeah all, I think there's going to be there's going to be some really good wide receivers available when we pick um, I mean what there was six wide receivers went in the first round um, yeah and there's a lot of really good wide receivers still left in this draft yeah. and uh, you know I think that running backs and wide receivers cornerbacks there's all there's plenty of them left and um, yeah I think this day two is going to it's really set up quite nicely yeah. the other thing I wanted to mention is that I thought AJ Brown getting out of the division which was was great news Helpful. for the Bills yeah yeah. I mean we've always struggled against the Titans uh, the less weapons they have the better and um, you know, obviously they just need to get cheaper at the position and um, yeah. you know a bit of a bit of a strange one but they took Traylon Burks who's kind of like a Poor man's AJ Brown, is he? Yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Um, and obviously, he's in the finished article yet. So they've definitely got weaker. Um, which well, I, I didn't realize the Titans have the most expensive offense in the league, and that's on AJ Brown with a rookie deal. So they'd have had to have paid him. That would have added 20 plus million to their salary uh, each season. Like, because he, he went for 25 million average across the four years to the Eagles. So it just goes to show they're kind of, you know, trying to do that reset in terms of where their money money is allocated yeah um, they didn't feel like they could commit to paying AJ Brown that yet Tannehill was making like 30 plus million which is pretty crazy to me like they're someone on day two I look at that could potentially take a swing at quarterback and you know feel comfortable doing that but anyway like so when we were um yeah going through the team picks and all of this chaos was happening were there any players that you were you know tempted to trade up by like He's mentioned a Kyle Hamilton. Yeah, Kyle Hamilton was the only one that stood out, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, I wouldn't have traded up for Trent Duffy, for example, which mm-hmm. you know, which would have been in reach, I think. Um, I, I I think, you know, the wide receivers all went early, didn't they? I mean... Yeah. Um, we expected that run. We just didn't know when it would happen. It was, but it was early. I mean... It, yeah, you know, for Falcons, no, domino effect, wasn't it? Dodson was the sort of the last of what I had as first-ranked first rank yeah. wide receivers, and he went to 16 to, to Washington. Yeah. 
So, yes. you know, between eight and 16, you had essentially five players go, which was yeah. crazy. Um, yeah. So, no, not really. I mean, I, I, you, you're not going to trade up for an offensive lineman, not for a guard. And Kenyon Green and, and Tyon Johnson went 15 and 17. Yeah. Um, we weren't going to be picking up, picking an edge. I didn't imagine they were going to be trading well, up for, for a linebacker or anything like that. So the only yeah. one really that stood out to me was Cal Hamilton went to Baltimore at pick 14, a good, good pick for them, I think. Um, yeah. But uh, no, no one stood out really. What about you? Was there somebody that you thought there might be a chance? Well, just to touch on the Ravens with Carl Hamilton, it happens every year for Ravens, don't they? They just, they just sit there or they do a little trade back and they always have yeah. these, you know, premium uh, plays like the top players available like fall to them they might not necessarily be at a position you know one of the premium positions because clearly safety isn't but him on the back end um yeah that's a slam dunk pick in my mind he's a he's my top prospect on the on the board so I thought that was a great pick but no I think I was the same really Cole Hamilton was the one that really stood out I thought uh Jermaine Johnson he's my 13th ranked player um overall and Bean said, didn't he? He said, don't count us out. If there's a player in the trenches that, that, that we like, we're going to you know, take a swing and go for him. So I know we've invested so much at the edge position. I just thought the value... This was one of our yeah. don't lose your shit picks, wasn't yeah, it? You know, yeah, yeah, it was. Go, don't go edge at, um, in the first round. And thankfully they didn't. But yeah, great player. Um, but you know, bigger needs elsewhere <laughs> on, the, on the board. I but really re- thought, though, when they did trade up to 23, I don't know what you thought, like who you thought they were going to um, trade up for at the time. But I really thought, you know, Cowboys at 24, they didn't sign Randy Gregory because they messed up his paperwork and his wording. Um, I, I thought it was going to be him just to get above the Cowboys because I really thought the Cowboys would select him. So I was quite surprised that... It, Ultimately, it turned out to be Kyir Elam. But like, where were you at like, when they traded up to 23? We knew, we, we've said before, we didn't expect it to be a running back at that point because the Cowboys have got uh, Elliot and Pollard. So that didn't make any sense. So uh, where were you at before the pick what was announced? What did I think was going to happen? Yeah. I thought it would... I thought they might have gone for Roger McCreary, actually. Um, okay. But... I, I, as I said, I kind of dismissed Andrew Booth out of my mind at that point because yeah. with the New England not staying in and going for him, that sort of put doubt in my mind. I'm just trying to think if there were any other players that I thought, I mean, they weren't going to be trading up for Daxon Hill. He was still on the board at that point. I couldn't see them trading up for Devin Lloyd. He was still on the board at that point. Um, yeah, I think that was the only one that I thought could happen. I mean, there's just... I mean, the sort of crazy nightmare scenario is please don't trade up for Brees Hall. <laughs> yeah. That would be ridiculous. So yeah. that was kind of what I was fearful of. Um, but I was, I mean, I'm not going to be blown away by Kyrie Lynn. I think he's a very solid player. I think he's a massive improvement over what we had at uh, CB2 last year. But it's not a, it's not a Ed Oliver or, a, <laughs> you know, like we, we, when we um, drafted him or something like that, where we yeah. go, wow, I can't believe we've got this value. Can't believe we've got this guy, this, this, this position. It's exactly what we need. And I absolutely trust this 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 uh, coaching staff to be able to develop um, Elam's flaws and, and issues because he has a lot of good, good traits that we want to see. So um, I'm, I was just, yeah, I said I was guarded against us getting Brees Hall, wondered if it might be Roger McKeary, thought it probably wasn't going to be Andrew Booth. Um, and yeah, yeah, perfectly reasonably happy that it was Carrie Elam. Yeah, no, it's, it's an exciting. What about you? What was, did you see, did you think there was uh, someone that they might be... Uh, the only thing I could think of if it wasn't a cornerback, as I said, was Jermaine Johnson, just because of yeah. the value, just because it was a trench player. I know we've got plenty of edges, but 
Bean has a high value on those premium positions. I thought it could well be him, uh, especially because our Neva Jets were, you know, really fancied him. I, I mocked Jermaine Johnson to pick uh, to the Jets to pick ten, and lo and behold, they actually managed to trade up and give him twenty six, which is but, a ridicul- ridiculous Bean, value. Bean but, said that they didn't have yes. any more round one ranked players left on the board. That means that they didn't rate Jermaine Johnson as a first round pick. Um, and that I, also meant because he said that they weren't considering trading up until the 20th pick, which, yeah. which Trent McDuffie was still there. So clearly there was, they'd have been comfortable selecting him. They were kind of waiting to see which one of those two guys would be yes. um, selected first. And then at that point they thought, well, you know, Cowboys, they might not have traded for a cornerback anyway. They could have gone somewhere else. But just in case someone else gets... Yeah, I mean, Duffy uh, go, going them. at 21 was the trigger, wasn't it? They yeah. Thought, right, we're going to get our guy because otherwise... You know the, the two players that we like at this position. As I said, assuming that that uh, Booth's dropping due to medicals, we're obviously here him and Carrie Ullum. So yeah, yeah. I, I think it was a solid night for the Bills, um, and kind of you know entertaining from <laughs> other teams' perspectives too. Yeah, it's exciting. I thought just from a number of reasons. So the height, weight, speed. I mean, he brings that speed element. Uh, he was sub four four um, for being six foot one and a half. You know, we, we've missed that athleticism on the outside. You know, we know that we're going to come up against, you know, the speedsters in terms of um, the Dolphins with Hill and Waddle. Um, and you don't necessarily just trade. Uh, you, you don't just select a player for their speed. Because if we would have done that, it would have been Tyreek Willen or something like that. But I just felt like with his profile, with his length, with his speed, it kind of adds that other... Something else to our secondary, which we haven't really had under Levi Wallace. You know, no. he's a good, um, you know, high floor player. He knew the system, but Elam's got the higher physical upside. And I really liked his game. The only concern I had with Elam was his tackling technique, his pursuit angles, yeah. um, that type. Also it wasn't level anything. Of the level of commitment to the run game as well. I think. Yeah, um, he's. Um, you know, you see some flashy plays, but you also see some plays where he looks like he might not be totally in there. Um, yeah, but in terms of his coverage and ball skills are all there. So you and, just feel like him coming into that room with yeah. Hyde and Poy at the back. And, and what you know is that the Bills draft characters. They want, you know, especially in the first round, yeah. you know, he must have the kind of character they want to see. Um, you know, I, I don't I think they made that clear in the conference in there being said that, you know, yeah. he was... He was wanting his playbook for the fight over. Uh, he was asking some really, um, you know, good questions about Trey White and what yep. he had done to, you know, ascend himself and get yeah. into his... So a lot of the things we talked, we, we heard. Um, yeah, I, I feel just... It's clearly, it's clearly a growth mindset guy. Um, yeah. And it, you know, this is the history of, of the Bills' first round picks, isn't it? Traits, not yet what they're going to be. Um, coachable and um, have the right attitude. You know, they're going to work hard and commit to improving. I mean, well, they call it the best player that they can be. Um, so I think it fits the Bills sort of mentality. And hey, our own uh, cornerback whisperer got it right, didn't he? I mean, yeah. he was the one who uh, who called this on our one of our previous pods. Yeah, so Saul was on the last uh, podcast. Uh, no, um, sorry, the mock, yeah, the mock draft. So two two episodes ago, and he's um, Kyrie Elam is Saul's CB. Free, so you know, outside of Stingley and Gardner, which were never really going to be realistic, that was a guy that he wanted and he'd study ex- studied extensively and raved about, and so so same of other people, Matt as well, and um, was yep. really high on him. Mark Matt from uh, Red White and Buffalo Blues, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, I think we're all happy. Um, it's a cornerback. It was a position of need, clearly. 
and they've addressed it early. You know, there's no, there's not going to be any lingering questions about like why, why haven't they selected a cornerback yet? You know, or anything like that. We've done it. We've got that out of the way. We can move on. Um, so now that cornerback position has been somewhat addressed, I still think they could double dip more so on day three. But, but yes. what, what positions and players would you be targeting on day two? And then what do you expect the Bills to do on day two? I think I'd like a running back in day on, on day two. Yeah, um, I think there's three. Three three positions probably in play. I think running back, wide receiver, and possibly linebacker. Um, I mean, whether a Dylan Parham or a Sean Ryan or maybe a Darren Kinnard falls the Bills on the offensive line will be interesting to see. I always feel like maybe you can get value later on in the draft if you're going for guards. Um, so maybe there's maybe there's four four positions up for grabs. Um, Tight end. I think it's too early for a tight end. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't even have a second round grade on Trey McBride, who I know that some people are high on. Yeah. Um, I I've I've got I don't I wouldn't even start looking at tight ends until round three. And then I think there's a sort of glut of, you know, the sort of Isaiah yes. Lapis, um, Greg Dulwich, Johnny Wood type players. Yeah. Um, I suspect that Trey McBride will go in round two. Um, yeah. but yeah, I think I would I'm I'm looking at I'd be I think the value for running backs is is in round two. And yeah. round three, um, I think there's going to be some good wide receivers drop. Um, but I think if we could get two out of wide receiver, running back, guard, and linebacker, I'm, I'm pretty happy. Probably linebacker being the third, the fourth, fourth priority on that list. Yeah. Thinking, people are kind of forgetting the fact that we've lost AJ Klein. They're also forgetting the fact that teams are going to want to run on us in this division. So although there's all these star quarterbacks, there's also some... Some uh, some offenses, the Patriots, the Titans, the Colts, you know, these side of guys who are going to run on the Bills, and we know that you know if we do have a, a sort of a, a glass jaw, that's that's one of those things. Um, I suspect they will pick up a linebacker. Probably the, the value in linebackers in round three and round four. Um, but yeah, do you think I mean, that's what the Bills will actually do on day two, though? Do you think that 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 their uh, needs and you know the positions that they'll be identifying? Um, do you think they marry up with what you're looking at? I my guess is this is my best guess they go running yeah. back and guard yeah today and then uh tomorrow they look at um wide receiver linebacker tight end uh, yeah that's my, my best guess I think running backs yeah definitely the top of my like running back know. market dries up quite yeah. quickly after today doesn't it yeah uh, there's gonna be quite a few options I think get selected on day two so it'll be interesting I feel like yeah running back I've got I don't know about an 80% level of confidence that they're going to do it and they're going to take a yeah. swing um, at someone and then the rest of them uh, yeah uh, there's, there's none outside of tight end I could think about you know that they I wouldn't advocate the tight end on day two because I feel like there'll be some good options on day three so there's no point yeah it's you too know, high to reach and, and, and for they a tight end a Titan three, wouldn't they? Uh, with a view of them being Titan two yeah. next year, it, it, it's a reach compared to it. Mm. R- running back. If we draft a Spiller, a Walker, a Bruce Hall, or a Shard White, James Cook, yeah, Tyler Baddy, yeah, maybe strong, one of them, all of yeah. all of these guys are better than what we have. Yeah, all of them. So um, we, we instantly get better, and we get a, a weapon that, that that takes a bit of a load off. Um, of Josh Allen so yeah Titan's going to happen at some point you know they spoke to quite a few uh, tight ends with their visits and stuff but as you say like you know I feel like it'd be weird as well just because they selected Dawson Knox in the third round in 
2019, they traded, I think they it traded was. up into the third round to get yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I feel like if you selected another tight end in the third round, then people would be like, oh, is that this, you know, are you seeing that player at the same level as a Dawson Knox? And obviously, Dawson Knox has taken, what, three seasons for him to get yeah. to where he is right now. So it's clear. But, but that's, that's okay. In two I mean, years' time. Now that Dawson Knox has got there, we've got time to develop somebody else yeah. under him. I mean, I'm convinced that Dawson Knox will get a contract. You know, they'll pay Dawson yeah. Knox because, you know, he's, he's still got a lot of. Um, room to improve and he was I think a pretty solid top 10 tight end last year um, yeah. across the league and, and that's not an easy position to draft for so um, yeah, as I said I suspect that running back and guard will be the top two lists if a, a wide receiver that they like really falls them maybe in uh, day two then uh, we'll, we'll maybe see that I mean there's not an awful lot of dying back at depth um, you know there's Chad Moomer, Christian Harris I don't think to fit for us uh, maybe Troy Anderson but you can again. I think the needs the needs are bigger elsewhere, and I think yeah. that um, guard we need that for depth. We need that for twenty twenty three. Um, we also need to remember that um, you know the guard that we just brought in, a, a left guard. You know he has he has some hit injury history, um, and there isn't a huge amount of depth to that interior offensive line. So yeah, yeah. that's that's where I'm, I'm hoping. I mean, if we go round, running back in round two, I'll be very happy. Um, I know it's good if it's one of our top guys. I don't massively care who i think Brees hall is a good option you know obviously he can catch other backfield backfield i really like richard white um i really like james cook yeah spiller and walker i'm also you know these are all better players than we have so i'm quite relaxed if we can get a player that's better than a single terry um then i think that's uh, that's good news yeah good stuff so finally um how did you rate like the other halls specifically in the division but do you have any other like biggest winners and losers of the night in general well miami's wasn't super impressive was it (laughs) (laughs) i didn't pick at all um i think new england was was laughable if i'm honest uh yeah um fantastic athlete cold yeah to be clear he's a good player but the bad value really bad value um i think um the jets drafted well but Very it's hard well. to get too excited because it's the Jets and we've seen the Jets <laughs> ruin player after player after player. And I know it's a, you know, theoretically a better run organizations now, but they still don't have a quarterback. I mean, have we really seen enough out of Zach Wilson? I didn't think we saw anything like the flashes that we saw like with Josh in his first year. Um, I'm just not convinced at all by the Jets. So although I think they picked up, some really good players and Jermaine Johnson and uh, Source Gardner, Garrett Wilson. Yeah, yeah. I just they. I just don't. I, until I until I see it, I'm not going to believe it. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think that the nothing the, nothing that happened in the division scares me whatsoever. If I'm mm. honest. Um, just talking about the Jets, I was thinking earlier this morning actually, like. Yeah, I still think they'll be the basement dwellers for this upcoming season, but 2023. Um, if Zach Wilson takes a couple of steps, you know, and progresses each season, um, I was thinking the Patriots, like, they're going to be looking over their shoulder. They're going to be anyway oh, yeah. this season from the Dolphins. Like, I think we talked about it uh, before, but we consider, like, the Patriots, like, the third favourites for a division. But next season, when we get to 23, you know, if they're rookies, the Jets rookies grow uh, and then really add something to their group and Zach Wilson, more importantly, takes, you know, a couple of steps up, the Patriots could be looking over their shoulder, aren't they? Oh, you know? yeah, without a doubt. There's going to be huge pressure on the Belichick if, if they don't... Well, I think what people are forgetting about the Patriots is that they've lost their offensive coordinator, you know, with a, a guy that's just coming out of his rookie rookie contract. Um, yeah. Let's face it, I think it's solid, but he didn't pull up many trees. I think that's massively disruptive. Um, 
So they haven't really helped him. Like, yeah, Devontae Parker, he's an okay receiver, but he's not, you know, he's, he's not okay, got but he's breakaway special, speed. He? No. He's not got any dynamic element about him. Yet they just go ahead and, you know, clearly guard was a need. They should have traded Shaq Mason anyway. It was a stupid uh, decision by by those guys. So I'm certainly not complaining, but, you know, they're not really helping Mac Jones, are they, as yet? If we look at free agency plus round one of the draft, I think the Bills yeah. have actually got quite a lot better. Yeah. If you think about the defensive Agreed. line, you think about the cornerback position, um, I think you could argue that we've not really taken a step back anywhere on offense. Um, obviously, lost our offensive coordinator. That We've got to take that into account. But the Patriots, I think, have got markedly worse. And, um, yeah. I, they, they, they well, were... using Joe Judge and Matt Patricia to, like, Band-Aid and, <laughs> you know, keep their off, uh, offense. I it's can't see how that's going to What work. credibility? What history? I mean, it's just... Yeah, yeah it's, it's laughable. It's, it's, it's it? laughable. And, hey, I'm here for it. I will happily laugh at the Patriots, just like Shane Sean McVay did last night, um, for as long as I can. So, yeah. nothing better than seeing an empire fall and crumble. <laughs> yeah. Any other bigger, like, winners or losers? Um, I thought Philadelphia drafted, you know, with a big winner yeah. for the night, weren't they? Picking Huge. up uh, A.J. Brown. I think not having A.J. Brown in the in the division is good. So I think the Titans are definitely weaker than they were. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a bit of a strange, strange draft for Green Bay. The other New um, Jersey team, I thought, had a great draft. Just Thibodeau and Neil sitting there at five and seven. Yeah. Uh, I thought they were slam dunk picks because they, they both arguably could have been like the top selection. Um, you, can, you can see what the Giants are doing here is that they're basically sort of removing the moving the uh, variable, aren't they? Yeah, removing the kind of so isolating the variable for, for yeah. Daniel Jones, and then you know they haven't extended his fifth year option. Yeah, uh, sensible. Know, there's isn't a it? better quarterback class next year, and um, you know if he doesn't work out, they'll they'll go and draft a draft a quarterback. So um, it was interesting only seeing one quarterback drafted. I really thought Malik Willis yeah. would go to somebody. Um, you know, Kenny. I think Pittsburgh fans seem to be pretty happy with with Kenny Pickett. Obviously, local local guy. Um, they needed that, and I think you know with the situation with. Mitch Trubisky being there, they could have got a bit of time to develop him. So um, mm. I, I think that's actually going to be an improvement over a uh, big of old man. I think, Buffalo's yeah, brain. yeah, Trubisky coming in was an improvement to Big Ben. So yeah. getting in Jordan, um, what's his name? I forget bloody his name now. Pickett, Kenny Pickett, Jordan. Kenny Pickett. I don't know where that came from. Uh, <laughs> Jordan <laughs> Davis. Yeah, yeah. So I, I thought um, Dallas had it had a bit of a laughable night. I mean, the, the look yeah. on their draft room when we traded up ahead of them. Now, clearly, they were going to go for. Uh, for Do you Elam. think they would have gone for Elam? Yeah. Yeah, and it, if you look at it, they use all of their time. Um, their faces were like stone, and then they went for Tyler Smith. You know, fine. It's a bit of a mess. Uh, <laughs> draft yeah. if, pick if I if if I'm honest, um, but yeah, the, their faces looked pretty grey. I mean, Jerry Jones looks great at the best of times, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, yeah. I, I think they were going to go for for Elam, and um, uh, I think uh, it was smart by Bean to get in, in, in above them. So yeah, Good stuff. Overall, Good. I think it was, we have to be pretty happy and excited for a, for another fun night. I think um, yeah. It's a shame not having like the Raiders do in there doing something crazy. There wasn't it? <laughs> like, yeah, it, and the Seahawks as well. Like they, yeah. they're usually someone that just swings for the fences and takes someone completely. They were quite um, conservative. Compared they were with Charles, they were Charles Cross. Yeah, nine. I like the selection, but I just find it a bit weird with their scheme. You know, they like, they like to run. You know, they're, they're run first team, and Charles Rock, uh, Cross is the best pass protector who played in their raid offense, 80% of the snaps where he was in pass sets and you can really tell that he's had plenty of snaps as a pass protector. Great in that area, but they like to run the ball and 
from what I saw on tape, he doesn't really have that upside as yet. You know, he could get there. He is athletic. You know, he's got good size to him. It just yeah. felt like a... I don't know what the Seahawks are doing, not honestly. Seahawks, yeah. It's one of those things that maybe it'll make sense when we see how this all plays out. I mean... But day team... two, they've got, I think, picks 39 and 40. So one of those I expect to be a quarterback, you know, Malik Well, this Willis is the thing. Or... I mean, we've got Jimmy G and um, Baker Mayfield sort of hanging out there, potentially as as, as draft capital. Um what must yeah. they be thinking? Because <laughs> there was, you know, the, 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 there's no real landing spots. You know, if there was, then teams would have traded up into the first round to select a Malik Willis and a Desmond Ritter. They, it wasn't there. You know, they were, it was completely bare of like... Or who do we, who do we have that sort of potentially the Seahawks, Atlanta and Carolina, I guess, are the three possible landing spots. So that, would, that, would that be fair? The Panthers don't select over fourth. So unless they trade up again... You know, they're yeah, not but they might. One of those they might try and trade their fourth round pick for Baker. I mean, is, is anyone going to give him give him more than that? <laughs> Did you see the Robbie Anderson Instagram comment? No, yes, no, sir. no. So he's just like he's made it clear on a couple of Instagram posts. He doesn't want Baker. He's like, yeah. hell no, <laughs> hell no. Like, really? Twice. Yeah, yeah. So if it wow. did happen, which is surprising considering he's played under Sam Darnold for a number of years, both at the Jets, now the Panthers, you know. Uh, I, I don't know if Baker's better than Sam Donald. I don't care what anyone says. Oh, yeah. I'm not a Baker fan at all, but he's better than Sam Donald. Beef there that we well, don't well, know I mean, about. What I heard was there was a mutual um, disinterest between the Panthers yeah. and Baker. Um you know, but could he go to Atlanta? Um, I mean, what if they got Mariota? It's not, yeah, it's not option, ideal, it? but you know, that's a you know, short term kind of one year fix, isn't it? To, to get by and hopefully have a crap select, you know, have a crap year so they can get a Bryce Young or CJ Stroud or you know, one of these other uh, quarterbacks that might uh, emerge next season. So, no, it's all interesting. There's all there's so much to, um, Still be interested and excited about day two, not only for the Bills, but, you know, the draft uh, as a whole. So, no, it's going to be an exciting uh, final couple of days. And I suppose we'll be back um, to recap the full entire draft um, yeah. start of next week kind of time. So I make one other sort of quick observation. Yeah, you know, of course. One of our sort of well, things that we didn't want to see was to KC going and getting, you know, Jameson Williams or something like that. And obviously that didn't yeah. happen. Yeah. Uh, they went for George Karloftis, you know, good edge player. Um at 30 um i think it improves McDuffie. improves yeah. them but it doesn't compensate from losing tyreek hill which was the thing that we were sort of probably most concerned about so yeah. i think that none of our nightmare scenarios or our, our feared scenarios really right. came off um none of the stuff that, that none of the shit that might not the stuff that make make us lose our shit happened either um yeah. so i think yeah that, um, there's still time it's well, yeah. in the top three Round. Yeah, yeah, but I think that <laughs> most of ours were sort of first round. I mean, when yeah, one of them was like, you yeah. know, never not picking a cornerback at all, we can take that off. Yeah. Going edge rusher, we can take that off. Um, I think overall, we we should feel pretty comfortable with how this is going to play out. And, um, Definitely. Bill's doing sensible things as always. Yeah, no good stuff. Awesome. Well, um, thanks for that, Tim. And um, we will be back um, probably tomorrow to review, uh, review round two. Um, again, we'll see how we feel, <laughs> how much sleep we yeah. get. And, uh, um, you know, it's uh, always a tricky one being on this side of the Atlantic to, uh, to uh, you know, be awake at the right times. But um, we managed it yesterday and hopefully we'll do it again. Just a note on that. It does make me laugh. Like when Sal Capaccio, I think he was the first one that made it. Uh, I'm moaning you know, about. Thought, yeah, yeah. <laughs> half. Or uh, oh no, was it what half eleven at mid, you know at their yeah. time and like come on guys, look what we've got to deal with half or half time. Exactly. Up during yeah. the night, we, 
you know, I, I've completely changed my whole like sleep pattern for pretty much the entire week, just so I'm available <laughs> and, and alert. And Our level of commitment, Tim, is, is it cannot be questioned. It cannot no. be questioned. Um, I mean, I think my, you know, people that know me and see that I get up in the middle of the night to watch this kind of stuff just think I'm insane. Yeah. But, uh, I love it. It's great, great fun. Great fun. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, um, yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, we will be back to talk about day two. Um, uh, yeah. And enjoy the uh, next two rounds of the draft. And uh, until next time, go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills.